There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey everybody, it's Matt. And I'm very excited to let you know that my debut album, Have You Heard of Christmas, is out Friday, November 3rd. Stream it everywhere and anywhere you do that and order the vinyl online now. I've also got new merch and tickets to my tour at www.mattrogersofficial.com. I'm starting with six shows at the Soho Theater in London from November 13th through 18th, and then I'm all over the States and Toronto, starting December 1st in Philly and wrapping up December 23rd in New York City. Again, check out www.mattrogersofficial.com for all the new music, merch, and tour info. Very exciting. It's officially Christmas. And now, my gift to you, a podcast. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. I've had acts of violence committed in my own home. I knocked over with reckless abandon a glass of water. I didn't offer to pour you a new glass. <laughs> you didn't. I you Here like we sit. Because well, you said something as you. What did I say? How was that water? Do you remember what you said? You drank that water that I poured you earlier and you said, this is the best water I've ever drank. Oh, I said, this is the best water I've ever drank. So is that a new Brita? No, it's, I've had that for many, many moments. Now, do you clean it a lot? Do you let it? I clean it a lot. I, I get really scared about mold. Uh-huh. I get really diligent about it. Because you know, one time I really got sick from my own Brita filter. Do you think it was the mold? Oh, 100%. Because I actually was under the impression and this is sort of hashtag how I be. <laughs> But I thought that because it was a Brita, you didn't have to clean it. No, girl. <laughs> well, clearly, no. I mean, my own body was telling me that over months. I became weaker. I became a shell of myself. From the Brita. Isn't it crazy how everything in this world needs to be cleaned? Mm-hmm. There is not a single thing. Bitch. Bitch. That is so macro you what you to, said. You need to Everything wipe. in this world needs to be cleaned. 
I mean, on so many levels, that statement should resonate. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to wipe every single thing you own. It is so much more important than you ever know. There was years of my life I was living in... Squalor. Squalor, my own filth. You could compare it to Grey Gardens. But it was like an unseen Grey Gardens atmosphere what was going on in my apartments for years because I just didn't know you yes. had to change filters. I just didn't know. And I'm talking about both Brita and air. Yes. I'm talking about filters in every Oh, sense. good luck getting me to change the air filters on anything. My mother will be texting me every five and a half months. You know, it's almost time to change the filters. How and did I, our parents... I don't know. Keep track of this shit. I don't <sighs> get it. I feel like you and I have both... I'm not going to use this word in the gerund. We, we've both become adults. What is in the gerund? I was not going to say adulting. Okay, okay, okay. So what's a gerund? Like an I-N-G word. Oh, seriously? Yes, yes, yes. So a gerund is just anything that ends in I-N-G? Basically. Holy shit. What did you think it meant? You I thought heard. gerund meant a type of word. Like, it's a popular gerund that is used. <laughs> like a cultural gerund. That's true. That's I don't true. think it is, not by the a way. A gerund is looking. a type of word. Yes, but I thought it meant like like a gerund would be like a type of noun or something. Gerund, I, a form that is derived from a verb, but that functions as a noun in English oh ending ing. Asking in, do you mind my asking you? That's so a gerund. A, a gerund is a noun verb, basically. Got it. It's used as a noun, but it's verbified. It's a verbed way of... Thank like, you for letting, gerund, <laughs> me know. A, right? Thank you for your letting me know. Does that make sense? So like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. Thank you for instructing me on these matters. No, that's just, instructing that's just, that's, a gerund. Well, not in that use because it's just a verb. You need to use it as a noun. Thank you for you instructing me. Thank you for your instructing me. Does that make sense? In instructing me, you've mm. done some. You've really done something right there. <laughs> I don't yes. think I'm gonna get it. Girl, and you know what's crazy is we were on a Google Doc yesterday. I was just gonna say, yeah. And the authority with which Matt commands the mechanical things on a document, I thought I was like very like persnickety. And I'm not saying you're persnickety, but I'm saying you have the eye for it in a way that is very powerful. And you know what else is happening right now? Yes. You're saying powerful and you're not saying correct because I guarantee there's some things I do with punctuation. No. And you gently let me know about this because I was saying there are some Occasions. No, and I actually think you're right, but yeah. keep going. So what I was saying was there are occasions when you're, say, typing out a sentence where a quoted word or section of words, uh -huh. the comma... At Punc the, punctuation should be either... In some cases, it's within the quotations. In some cases, it's out. And I think that it's difficult for me to explain what no, I mean I, by this. I know what you mean, but try to explain it and I'll support you. It's okay. So say this was the sentence. Britney Spears... Took to task. In her book. In her book. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. No, I'm so, Wait, here's it in a sentence. Britney Spears was one of the Mouseketeers. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. Here, here's an example. <laughs> in Britney's book, she says, quote, Oh. Jamie Lynn lied to me, comma, end quote, before she went on to accuse her father, Jamie Spears. Like, does that make sense? Like the quote, the comma is Here's, in is in the quotation. I think we may be in the weeds. But then the comma is out of the quotation if it's Britney Spears' book, quote, the woman in me, mm -hmm. end quote, comma. Yes. No, because the book would not be in quotations because it would be italicized because it's a... It's okay, a, it's a so title. what we what it's, you it's have to title. know, everyone, is that we were on a Google Doc together 
And I think I really know what I'm talking you about do, when it comes do. to punctuation. Yes, you do. And while that's not coming across here, because I don't know my words, but I do know my heart in this you, particular... You don't know your words, but you do know your mechanics. My mechanics. Yeah. I, when I'm typing out, it's a different beast than when I'm speaking. When I'm speaking, I feel like it is some sort of like, you know, swamp of words. Can I say... But, when you are typing or when you are guiding a typing session, uh-huh. you have the authority. Something happens where you become the queen. Something happens when I become the queen when someone is typing. Uh, you know what I really should and do? You know typing. what Sudi would say? Why don't you just type? And I really probably should just start just typing. That Instead w- of being like, I think the apostrophe goes over here. I think the colon here. No, that's a semicolon. What we need is a colon. Yeah. I, I think I should just type. Because then like, I wouldn't feel like I was patronizing this is a very specific conversation that we're having. Oh, but I think a lot of people can relate to this because I don't find moments like that to be micromanaging. I don't mean to be. I just want punctuation to be clear and correct. Also, I don't mind being micromanaged. I you really don't? don't. I really don't. Unless the person's wrong. Unless the person's wrong. And I'm like, but then I hopefully in a very respectful way say, I disagree. Yeah. Or mm, maybe not. But if it's for like a common goal of like, let's get the mechanics, the punctuation right on this document, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, tell me what to do. Yeah, but I guess I'd rather just take it then and correct it than say to someone over their soldier. Because there's something vulnerable about when you expose the fact that maybe you don't know how to spell things or like you don't know how to use punctuation or like, I don't know, like I never want to. I don't know why. What is this therapy? I don't want anyone to think Uh I don't have a control over the written word. Why not? I don't know. It's a, I You're think such that, a talented writer. I think you don't that, have to prove it to anybody. I think that, and maybe you can relate to this, when I was younger, yes. one of the things I could control was that I was good at types of school yes. and English was one of them and writing was one of them. Yes. And I was like, don't tell me that I'm wrong on this because I know I'm right. Wow. And I had very little control over like other things. Like I was absolutely... And more often than <sighs> not, you were right. I don't throw this around tell often. Me. Tell me. I was the only student my senior year of high school to get a hundred on the regions, which was the big test in yes. English, and a five on AP Comp, and a five on AP Lit. I was the only one, and so I thought if I know so, something, so it's proud this. of you. And here's the thing: you think about those accomplishments and you scoff because you, I don't scoff. You, I'm so proud of you. No, and I thank you, sister. But inside, you know that you were one of those standardized girls. No, but that means nothing. I say that I'm a standardized girl now because I'm like it really says nothing about the person. And this is a critique on modern educational systems. I think that that's so far what this episode has been. 1,000%. Yeah. Our schools have failed us. Matt and I are both products of the public schools. Which we support. Which we support, <laughs> but on some level... We feel failed. We feel, we feel failed. You know, we were talking the other day, I was in a group, we were talking about like just how you learned things in high school. Yes. Tell me if this rings true for you. Would a teacher ever go to like the whiteboard or whatever and just put something up there and you'd have to just take down notes copiously and you would never actually be instructed about a certain topic, but you would just take down notes. Oh, yeah. And the teachers would say repetition is the key to learning. So they wouldn't teach. They would just put notes up on the board. You would take the notes down again and again and again and again and again to the point where (laughs) at the end of the year or whenever you had a test, it was essentially muscle memory, the answers. 1000%. Yeah. And it's repetition is not the key to learning. And actually, this is a perfect story, an example about when a teacher fully, we could all tell she did not give a shit, but she was one of those teachers who was like, listen to what I say because it's always right. Mm -hmm. And we really hated her for it. Yeah. 
I forget her name, but this was the seventh grade. We had a crazy year in the seventh grade. Our middle school decided to give us two English classes. We had a composition distinction, composition composition and reading. Uh So for the composition class, this teacher would put down, she was like in her early thirties, didn't want to do that. Didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Was above the job, hated us. Like she sucked bad vibes, but she would put on a a transparency, like a list of vocabulary words. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's the word chicanery. C-H-I-C-A-N-E-R-Y, chicanery. My girl is the spelling Because if I knew something, it was how to spell. Well, keep listening. Okay. We go, Miss Williamson, whatever her name was, how do you pronounce that word? Mm, And she goes, Here we go. "Mm," Stumped. Mm -hmm. And like, there's a heavy silence as this room full of 14-year-olds. Eager students. Eager students wanting to learn. Eager students ready to learn. Ravenous for knowledge. Ravenous for knowledge. But we we had all turned on her like months ago. Y'all were stinkers, but... We weren't stinkers. Okay, I take it back. We weren't stinkers. We were actually like wanting to learn. And then we were like, Miss Williamson, how do you pronounce that word? She looks at it. (laughs) Pregnant pause. Chickenary. (laughs) Chickenary. Chickenary. And then all of us burst out laughing. laughed at this fucking woman. Wait, I already forgot how you really say it. How? Chicanery. Chicanery? Chicanery is better. I'm with Wait, my girl. Which is beautiful. I'm on my girl's team. There's no, like that is the definition. That's the definition of chicanery is pronouncing it chickenary. Is this seventh oh grade teacher who talked down her students all year long. Oh Embarrassing, my God. eating fucking shit, beefing it in front of us <laughs> with this word. Her, what she's supposed to do. Chickenary. Chickenary. All of us laughed at her. And we were like, that can't be how you say it. She kind of chuckled and was clearly embarrassed and then looked it up later. But chickenary. <laughs> chickenary. That is too good. But I, you, know. you know what, though? At least there was a moment right there where there could be the release of, girl, that's not right. And also, fuck you a little bit. Yes. Because sometimes, <laughs> I remember this happened to my me and my family when we were actually in New York. We came for Christmas. Okay. And we were in Macy's. Yes. And I wish I could go back and tell this woman who treated my mother <gasps> some kind of way that she was wrong because she made my mom feel bad. And no. my dad my dad was upset. No. So what happened was my mom, we come in from Long Island. It's me and my dad, my mom, my sister. I'm probably 11. Okay. Chelsea's age. Tender age. So we had just seen like a show or something. We maybe shopped at Macy's. Like it was crowded, bustling holiday. Like maybe this girl behind the counter at Donna Karen mm-hmm. was maybe she was tired or something. It was the holidays. So my Macy's. mom hits the scene at Macy's and she wants to try some perfumes. Yes. So she goes up to the girl at the counter and she says, do you have Donna Karan? And my mom says, Karan. Which I thought was Karan as well in the beginning. Common mistake. Yes. She also has a regional accent. Yes. Donna Karan. This woman no. turned her face to my mother her. and she said, you mean Donna Karan? And my family was frozen and my dad, I could feel steamed. And she's like, yeah, that one, that one. And she's like, we actually, um, I have to, you know, and the conversation ended and my dad didn't say anything, but we left and she was like, my dad was like, I didn't like the way she corrected you, snooty. Like no. it was not right. Come to find out it's Donna Karen. Karen. So my mom was actually closer. She wasn't right. Karan was not the way you say it. But Donna Karen, honey. and when this woman was like, you mean Donna Karan, like, ew. 
Don't. I want to go back in time. Get me the DeLorean now. Get the DeLorean, girl. We're going back. I have to go back to 2001. Macy's. 2001 Macy's. 2001 Macy's. Oh, shit. What do you mean? No, I, was this after September 11th or before? I mean, if it was Christmas, hon. But then, no, you would have been. Three months after September, December. You would have been 12. Look, I'm not dating it necessarily exactly. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not pinpointing it in time. I'm saying the energy was I was 11. Does that make sense? It's like the question of the Big Mac. This is the question, though. We'll get back to the Big Mac. Okay. If the DeLorean was taking you to December, November, whatever, 2001, mm -hmm. your only responsibility is to go to that woman and say it's pronounced Karen. I would make two stops. If I could go back in time on the DeLorean, I would make two stops. One, I would go back to your high school and your high school theater teacher that was treating you badly mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, interrogating you. Mm -hmm. I would actually get in her face and I would scare her. I would like scare her in a parking lot. She was fearless. She was fearless? Well, I don't know. Well, she was... not until I'm done with her, because I'm <laughs> I'm going to scare the woman. I'm going to go back in time, and I'm going to honk a horn at her uh -huh. or something, and I'm going to frighten her, and I'm going to say, <laughs> Bowen Yang stays unscathed. Because <laughs> I, I got to get her. She has hers coming. Then I would go back in time, and I would... Tell this woman. I would say, I would go up behind this woman, and I would say, Hi, I just want to let you know it's Donna Karen, uh -huh. idiot. And then I would disappear. disappear. Don't treat people like that. That is, ugh. I would go back in time in my DeLorean and I would use it if I had to correct two things. I'd be nasty to those women. <laughs> I'd be noble cause. I would be mean and nasty to those women. This is my question. If it was November <laughs> 2000, yeah. do you tell people what's happening in <laughs> nine months? I don't know if I can answer this question because that's a very big topic. It's a huge topic. But did you know, know that why. YouTube all of a sudden for no reason has been showing me 9-11 footage? Does that ever happen to you? It's happened to me. And then I fall down the hole. And then I, for like at least a few weeks, I keep getting 9-11 stuff. It's so bizarre. All of a sudden, I think I watched one video, which was because I couldn't believe this existed. It was the YouTube video was live footage of Regis and Kelly show during 9-11. And I was like, there's no way. Lo and behold. They weren't even on. No. Yes, they were. They were on when the second tower was hit. At like nine in the morning? Honey, that's when they go on. That's I thought they were on at like 11. No, sweetie. Sweetie. The, Regis and Kelly. Or, well, really, Regis is still departed. Now Kelly and well, Walker are on at 9 a.m. And they've been on at 9 a.m. I know that seems early, but that's sort of what morning TV will do to you. Start early. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. 
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Girl, we can announce, we can talk now. We can announce. We can announce that my girl, first of all, Oh, have you heard of Christmas is out this Friday? Oh, November yeah. November 3rd. Uh-huh. Featuring so, Bo and Yang on the track Rockefeller Santa. Very, very honored and privileged. One of my professional peaks. You and side A. I'm on side A. I am Your side A. Six. Oh my God, I'm on the vinyl. You are. Also featuring Vincent and Leland. Mm-hmm. And Muna, as we know. And Muna, as we know. But Matt will be on Kelly Clarkson on Thursday. I'll be on Kelly. This is you going on Kelly you're friends now. This is a new era. I don't feel that nervous to go on. Because can I tell you something? Not to center myself, but when I went on last week, it was like my old friend. Yeah, right. Exactly. And well, it wasn't so even that, cool. but she was just like, hey, you. Yeah. And then she will say, she said, my last culturistist interview was the piece of press for the chemistry press cycle that got the most impact. Oh, my she was God. Like, Pe- the more people have gone up to her about our interview with her than anything else she did on she chemistry. said that she said that to me oh i can't wait to talk to her you have to talk it. to her about that i'm just so We're excited that proud. that went so well and that she feels that way and she looks back on it positively but yeah i'm gonna see her thursday you were on isn't that funny our friend kelly our friend kelly we absolutely love her you have to give her recommendations for new york she wants new recs oh for, for I, I, I actually city. like i am an arsenal of information you for need her. to you need well i guess i don't really know like what she likes to do Right, I guess like that would be a question I'd have to ask her. Is like, what I do you, she, what do you want from the city? Single girl. Now. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was peek behind the curtain. I was doing my pre-interview earlier, mm-hmm. and we got to talking about like dating in New York, and I was like, oh, that's like something I guess I could connect with her over. You like, can. she's a single lady in New York. She looking good. Uh-huh. She's got a new stylist on payroll. Uh, yeah, she's like really feels excited and happy. There's a like, special Kelly energy in the air, and you know, I've been hitting the streets myself. Ooh. I'm seeing a man Some lucky, here and there. Okay, lucky fellows. I've been playing the field. <laughs> I love to hear that. Speaking of women in pop. Yes, we must. I mean, there's no way we don't talk about this. No, I think that, well, it's allegedly the best-selling memoir of all time. 
And this is Britney Spears' The Woman in Me. Of course, The Woman in Me is italicized. It being the title of a book. It being the title of the book. We're holding a hard copy in our hands. We are indeed, but we can confirm yes. our method of consumption was audiobook. And Miss Michelle Williams must win some series of accolades for this. It's the Grammy for sure for her. Yes. Oh, 1000%. And I can I say she just became a serious EGOT contender. Michelle's performance in this is really good. You really feel like it's coming from Britney. 1000%. It's a channeling moment. It fully channels her. And I will say like, this is a total compliment. Like the writing is so beautifully simple. It's very clear. And it's clear. It's almost instructional about the ways in which she suffered. 1000%. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's no mistaking it. There's no like interpreting it a certain way. There's no reading between the lines. But the way Michelle reads it is so, so like watery is not the right word for it, but it just, it just kind of flows so beautifully and it's powerful like water. It flows like water. It's delicate like water. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm a Bruce Lee bag. I I love it. Like something that I can pull from what you're saying is that there is a beautiful intention that feels very like, natural to her when she's saying it almost it's like you really like this voice it's almost as if she went through it because she really gets britney's sense of humor she really throws out the like turn of phrases very naturally Mm -hmm. this was directed by thomas kale by the way yes if you don't know that's michelle williams's partner who directed hamilton and he directed the sweeney todd revival and this is like a really talented theater artist and you can tell this was like an intimate piece that was really worked on like almost between three people like him, Michelle, and then Brittany. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of like the way that the material is laid out, it almost needs that like patience in reading it. Because the truth is a lot of this is so horrible that it's like if it were to be indulged in by the person who went through it, I don't even know if she could have permanence on this. It's almost better because she might want to throw a lot of this away or like, rush through this or get nervous it's a whole thing and just like that yeah wow (laughs) who knew who knew and just like that would be prescient in that way i just did such a word salad but like no 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 i'm totally with you in such a i just called her performance watery what do you mean i'm in the word salad but michelle i was so struck by like the moment she chose to dial it back dial it up like when they get to the part where she shaves her head Mm -hmm. There's such a shift in the performance where Michelle like, and Thomas both know to like give this the most gravity there yeah. can be. Like This was her one of her lowest moments where she was denied access to her own children when they were only like a year or less. Yeah. And um, God, like that whole moment, the way that that is narrated, the way it's written is phenomenal. What I love too is like she doesn't let anyone off the hook. But she also gives context for what... She's kind. She's very kind. She actually does something here, which is she gives the backstory of the way her father grew up. And I think something that's a compliment to her kindness and the fact that she really actually gave her family some humanity here is that she illustrated the cycle of abuse. You know what I mean? Like her grandfather was very, very abusive to her father who, because of that, was you know, nasty to her mother. Her mother did not have it easy. Her mother was, you know, very, very complicit in Britney's treatment and like cruel in her own right. But she goes out of her way to explain why these people might have treated her this way. And what I thought was the really 
if there's anything like beautiful to come out of this, it's that at least Britney's children seem happy and taken care of. You that know what I mean? Like so at least the cycle of abuse Ends. seems to have been broken yeah. because it seems like she has happy children. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I left the book with, which was this is someone who by all intents and purposes could have become a monster in her own right. Of course. And she says that, you know, she wasn't perfect. There were times she was weird. There were times she made mistakes, but she's got happy kids. And it seems like to this day, that's what she cares about the most. Mm. And that almost feels like reason for the book existing. Well, and the kids are now like 17, 16. Yeah, they're older. They're older now. You know, when she describes like lockdown or whatever, and them just like being together, I was like, well, at least there's that. Like Mm -hmm. at least, and even that was the conservatorship technically, but it was like, the kids showing her like what they painted or like yeah. the music or whatever that they would like play. And it's just, it's so difficult to close out a book like this, a memoir like this and end it on a hopeful note. Right. Because it is one of the great American tragedies, period. Totally. But the thing is like, I almost feel like in ending the book, she would want us to think less of her as a tragedy and more as like someone who, even though we might not get it, And we might, as people that are looking at the phones, Mm -hmm. like, see what she's posting and think how sad. Like, she at least takes ownership and accountability over what we might deem as, like, weird or crazy. Because even if it's not anything we would post or we would do, at least it's autonomy. Yes. Well, no, she explains in a way that, like, changed my whole perspective on it, where, like, I was one of those people who, in recent months or whatever has been like, oh, Britney's really yeah. doing the knife dance, whatever. But like, I think she says specifically, like, people might think I'm being strange when I post these videos of myself just posing in clothes. But like, if you think about it, I've had my body. Yeah. I've been photographed my entire life by other people and mm-hmm. evaluated by other people. Like, this is me actually feeling really sexy and pretty and nice and like wanting to show people the way that I want to. Yeah. And honestly, like, even if she doesn't, quote unquote, like the way she looks like that's always been for other people anyway. Right. Like exactly. it's, it's like it's been really interesting literally hearing from her the stuff about, you know, when she famously like shaved her head. It's like she literally turned herself into a monster because that's what the gaze of society and the male gaze had done to yes, her. They yes. were like she was like, you know what? I understand this is why you're looking. So I'm going to make myself unattractive to you and then she did so and even her own family was treating her like she was the way she looked which to them was disgusting I mean yeah like it is deeply kind to her family the way she even like includes her mother in and obviously like Jean Spears was affected by Jamie's alcoholism in a very direct way but like the way that like Britney would write about her and her mom having to like withstand these nights where her dad would just be on a rampage. Like yeah. that is terrifying. Or not Jean Spears. I'm sorry. Lynn Spears. Lynn Spears. Lynn Spears her mom. Sorry. Jean is the grandmother. But the way that they she all, re- they be naming each other after each other. It's crazy. The Jamie, the Lynn, the Jamie Lynn. Yeah. That shit. Listen, I started talking uh-huh. and, I, and I started to get a little bit. Kentwood, Brentwood, Louisiana. Kentwood, Kentwood, honey. Kentwood. I said Brentwood. I'm we got sorry. Jamie Lynn and Jamie Lynn. <laughs> Party of three. Britney's at home. Like slaving away on the VMAs. But like the way that Britney writes about Jamie Lynn, like <laughs> behaving in these kind of incompassionate ways, yeah. for lack of a better word. Yeah. Like that's also very generous, I think. Here's the thing. It feels like this is so weird, but like she has nothing to lose. Right. So this is all her honest account. Yep. And therefore it's just like, 
taking it at face value, like, I don't know what it was, but there was a couple moments where like I was listening to this and I was just so furious. Oh, me too. Because I just feel like had the public, because I understand the public is complicit in a lot of this. And I really do. But had we actually had an understanding of what her reality was, that she couldn't pick out what food she wanted to eat, that she had to write down when she was going to the bathroom, that she was forced to have a pain... Forget about the conservatorship. That abortion she was, I'm sorry, but forced to endure. Yes, yes. My shoulders were in my ears. And I was just like, God, I just wish that it was made clear this person was suffering. Like, because you have to imagine that we all would have been like, hey, stop. Mm -hmm. But also, would we have? I don't know. It's like one of those things. It's hard when you have a journalist, and I'm sorry to bring her into this, when you have a journalist like Diane Sawyer, like one of the top journalists in this country interviewing her and literally asking her, what did you do to him? Yeah. Like that says it all. It's like, you must have done something to upset this amazing boy that America loves. Mm -hmm. And... We don't care if you're going to burst out into tears in, in the next two seconds. Like, I didn't, the whole thing being in her own house, like on her couch, when she describes that couch that she still has, yeah. and like that couch was like her sanctuary yeah. in her house in New York, I think, or was it LA? It doesn't matter. But that felt so, that's a detail that like really drives home how invasive that specific interview was, where like Jamie Spears, the dad, being like, You're doing this interview. No one's heard from you. You're doing this interview. And then fully is blindsided and then is humiliated. And I guess like what makes it even worse is I think I didn't realize just how devastated and heartbroken she was by that relationship. Oh, yeah. For some reason, the reveal that they had lived together was a surprise to me, that they lived together in Orlando. So understanding just how badly she was doing and she truly had like a heartbreak-related, full-blown depression. Like, she describes not being able to get out of bed or eat and like, you know, every day was a struggle. And then for her You have to think like it's almost been a plan from the beginning on her father's part to just keep this girl as fucking weak as possible so he could control her every move, so he could control her every dollar. Otherwise, why would you make your daughter do that? Why would you want to break her? That's, Mm. I guess, the really tough thing is it's just what makes a parent capable of wanting to break your child? Like, what makes a parent capable of that? I... Yeah. I don't get it. And look, we we have talked about how she like gives some lineage to like his trauma totally. or whatever. But like I was I, at various points, I was like, no, it really is like, how dare you, Mr. Spears? You had me how fooled. How dare you? You had <laughs> me fooled. And Death. You, and then you too, Mrs. Spears. Spears. Death. Death. To all all of them. them. It's hard not to agree. Sometimes you are like death to all of them. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Actually, though, this is interesting because I was thinking to myself, like, so this book comes out. Obviously, Justin Timberlake is getting absolutely dragged. My thing is like... He's turned his comments off. He's Yeah, I don't even know if he's like... I don't think he's ever trying again, guys. I mean, like, I think he's a rap. And I was thinking to myself, like, how much forgiveness is he due? And I think the answer is he is due forgiveness because... As like, long as Britney says so. Yeah, I mean, that's what she says. Yeah. But the fact is, like, she also has to tell her story. I think it's really important that we hear this. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, even if in the years past, and I don't know this, and I don't, I don't ever really hear anything about Justin anyway, like... Even if in the years past, he's totally changed. Like, this story has to get fucking told. 1,000%. Like, and 
it's rough to see because of course the internet like reads something and then it's just like a full on like I can't even imagine what's going on in the minds of like people that are in this book like right imagine <laughs> being Christina Aguilera and you're barely mentioned the two lines about her in this are I could tell she was pretty messed up <laughs> oh no but messed up as in like she was drunk yeah, yeah. Right, but right, like right. I mean just like <laughs> there was me and a girl named Christina Aguilera Christina Aguilera did some weird shit with Justin on the cover of a magazine. I thought that was weird. Christina Aguilera seems very comfortable on television. And one time I saw Christina Aguilera at a party and she was messed up. That's so interesting. I thought that the mentions of Christina were like, oh, okay, like we've acknowledged that like she was in the circle or whatever. Not in the circle, but she was like, had made appearances or whatever throughout yeah. the years. I thought it was fine. I thought it was, you know what? I just thought it was funny that she was like glazed over. I'm sure she doesn't care. I'm sure no, she gives I, I'm sure part. she's thankful. Yes, 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 um, yes, yes. But Justin has to be feeling some type of way. And it's like, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, but there's for years, your karma was, it was such a bent thing. Like completely. He, he was flying high for such a long time. And the fact is he caused a lot of harm and she needs to be able to tell her story because of what was taken from her. 1000%. I mean, my blood went cold when, when she describes kissing him for the first time mm-hmm. when they were young and a Janet Jackson song was playing in the background. <gasps> you missed that part? I guess I didn't. Yeah. It was like when they were in the Mickey Mouse Club and he was her first kiss and a Janet Jackson song was playing. And like that is out of a fucking movie. It's Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Any second we're going to (laughs) drop. That gives me the heebie-jeebies for sure. Um, And then, yeah, you bring up the Janet thing too and it's just like, you know what? Take a break, dude. Like you've gotten away with murder. I think you you don't think he's going to try again? I think like, isn't the whole NSYNC thing still happening? Like they're going to like Boo, who Do cares? Does reunion? anyone care? Do no you, one cares. I, I, I think no one cares. They can't even go on Hot Ones and like make any noise. Do you know what I'm saying? Babe, I watch every Hot Ones. I did not watch I their not Hot Ones. I have not seen Hot Ones. I've watched the Cardi B one probably six times. Oh, that's a good one. I, I have not watched the NSYNC Hot Ones and I won't be. I, I don't want to watch them try Hot Wings. Here's the thing. When NSYNC goes on Hot Ones, it becomes these dudes <laughs> trying Hot Wings. When Cardi B goes on Hot Ones, it becomes Cardi B on Hot Ones. Well, it's just, there's something so not watching them eat dissonant and scary about like this new thing, Hot Ones, trying to bend itself to like, I guess, give a tiny two second platform to these five guys who like we were all obsessed with back in the day, sure. But like, who were literally a flash in the pan. Like, as soon as it was done, it was done, done, done. But, Boo, it's like what we say. Like, after every 10, 15 years, like, rotate out. No more fame. No That's more it. fame. No Just, more like, get new famous people after 10, 15 years. Because guess what? You become fucking dated and you become not helpful. And I also want to say this. Before we got on the mic, Bowen and I got information and I'm not saying anyone's names and I would never do this. But we got information that a certain actor is gay and I'm just like, have we learned nothing? Can I say this? I'm what I think. Everyone in Hollywood is gay except Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is the only straight man in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The rest of you, including us, are gay. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that you don't say it is weak shit. Just say it. And it's not even just say it like everyone has to come out with their sexuality. It's not like that. It's just like people that are actively playing in our face with these sham marriages. Yes. You are a problem. Yes. Don't say anything at all or be real, but don't play in our face. Don't come out with a fake relationship. Oh. And also, you know what? 
you guys know who I'm talking about. Like, I'll never say it, but, but intrinsically, you know. even if it's not the person I'm thinking of, you know who I'm talking about. You know, about. and it might not even be the person. Yeah, it might not even be the person that you are actually talking Whoever about. Whoever it is to you, you know who I'm talking about. And you're right. And you're, you're right, and they are playing in your face. 1,000%. You're all gay, except Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, I think that you definitely are straight, dude. I think you are nailing Jennifer Lopez. I actually applaud you guys for how straight you are. No, that's, yeah. They are 1,000%. They are so straight. I'm like, they are so straight. <laughs> Him powering up on his Duncan, going home to his absolutely stunning wife. And she says, babe, fuck me again. Like you did this morning. He says, yes, Jennifer Lopez, I will. And they never have a problem. That's beautiful. I celebrate every part of that. That is something that I cannot turn my nose at that. Do you know what I mean? And the rest of them are getting it in two, but they're getting it in with each other. Yes. And they're queers and it will be fine. And it almost feels like we came out and we did it and we have to have this thing of like, oh, they're gay actors. Meanwhile, they're all gay. They're just liars and we're not. They just never had to play assistants. Exactly. That's it. They have to live with some amount of torture, though. And I would never want to be them. I would never want to be. And this is the thing is like, I'm not even angry at them. I'm frustrated with them. Uh -huh. And I'm frustrated with the system because I think they are unhappy for no fucking reason. Exactly. For no fucking reason. I am. Can I be honesty zone, honesty zone? Sure. Of course, no one should come out of the closet until it's safe and they feel empowered to do so. And maybe I say this to someone who was kind of dragged out of the closet. But I'm like, we can promise you with almost full certainty that like, you'll just be happier. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know what? I'm not willing to go so far as to generalize for everybody, but like, that's just how I feel about the whole thing in general. It doesn't matter if you're an A-list star, as long as with the second you feel safe and that your fears are actually, you realize that your fears about it are irrational, just do it. <sighs> I think that they think that they, maybe they're the kind of person that thinks this actually is what's going to make me happy. And maybe it does. You know what I mean? Maybe it's fine for them to be like mm -hmm. playing off a certain image to the world so they can succeed or like certain like images of what is successful and masculine can be upheld. I get that. And I, I want to be like, they'll be so much happier. No, maybe they are the kind of person that this actually fulfills them. And I don't really want to know those people and I don't really want to like nope. be one of those people, but it could just be that this works for them. And that makes me feel crazy. That's why when we had our 92nd Street Y, I was like, it's so weird to be in an industry and want to succeed in an industry of so much, mm -hmm. so many problems with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? What are you trying to uphold? Masculinity? There is no real version of that. The version of masculinity in the weird, uh, like the index of masculinity in, in the year 2023 is like, Joe Rogan. It's like, it's never going right. to be like an A-list actor right. anymore. Right, you know exactly. I, mean? I feel like the bubbles burst on that. Right. So when you are in full makeup and we're to believe that you're actually married to XYZ actress, mm -hmm. it's like, dude, it just what is kind of pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I understand. I get it because like a lot of these people are like, I mean, even in our generation, I feel like there's people that still like struggle with this. And I feel like I'm coming down hard on the and I'm trying to like for comedic effect, be like, LOL, fuck these guys. Like, I get it. I'm just saying we get it. It's frustrating to see that image projected out into America and the world because it's just like 
that's not healthy. Like no one thinks it's healthy. No. No one's like, keep it up. Yeah. And this is going to actually connect my thoughts to the Bravo thing that Mm -hmm, came out. mm -hmm. I just hate like when we pretend this industry is not what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's not honest. It's not something where images aren't distorted. It's an, I, I just feel like... Your image gets distorted in any medium. There is a refractive index to any single means of transmission, period. You get distorted on Instagram. Yeah. Just like on, on your own social media. It's like, there's something exploitative about any broadcasting channel. A hundred percent. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. And so I was reading this article and for those of you who may not know, I was reading this article in Vanity Fair, which we had been told was coming. Like for full disclosure, I have not read it yet. You have not read it? Yeah. Okay. So basically, like 
It's Bethany Frankel's big swing at Bravo. Mm-hmm. And it's basically broken into three parts. One is Bethany, one is Leah, mm-hmm. and one is Ebony K. Williams. Mm-hmm. And I actually think the article has a lot of interesting things to say. And to hear the perspective of Ebony K. Williams, I think is important. I've read the big takeaways about Ebony's whole journey with Bravo, and it's really upsetting. Right. And so basically, I think that there should have been a completely separate article, which was this story, because there's something to say here. And I think that, by the way, Ebony K. Williams in this article is quoted as saying, fuck Bethany Frankel. Mm. Like she, I think is probably going to be disappointed or maybe not disappointed. Maybe she's just used to this shit, but it would be disappointing for me if I were Ebony and I had told my story and what I experienced and in trying to deal with, with Ramona yep. and I ha- was in the Vanity Fair piece and it was the fucking Bethany Frankel housewives playbook inside baseball engineered puff piece for her, mm-hmm. which by the way which is, written, is written by an admitted fan of the franchise. And I, I'm going to assume it's New York because only New York housewives went on record for this. But basically it's like Ebony has real things to say about the way that the situation with Ramona's racism went down, about the way it was communicated, about the fact that Ramona still has a job on Ultimate Girls Trip. And I think that there's a lot in that story which is important and should be heard. Mm -hmm. And it includes a black female producer saying that she experienced Ramona using the N-word, not at her, but around her. And it's very frustrating the fact that Ramona is still working there for these people. Like that's there's something really important there. Yeah. And I think it diminishes that story to have it couched with these accounts by Bethany and Leah Bethany, which seems very baldly personal against Andy Cohen. I feel that she, for some reason has like a personal vendetta against him. And like, it really feels that way. And it reeks of that because there's nothing really to be said about her experience outside of her saying that it's her penance to do this now, which feels convenient. And then Leah, who I like personally, I've talked to Leah before, but she just seems like someone who should not have been on reality television and was not well-suited to that medium. She admittedly relapsed right before she started Mm. filming and told the producers that it was fine that she was drinking and that when alcohol was around, she participated in it and she basically had that a continued relapse on television Mm -hmm. and then when it finally ended what she's saying is like the viewers and the producers felt she was more boring and they didn't have as much use for her Mm -hmm. meanwhile it's like we see these housewives go on sober journeys all the time on these shows I really started reading it with the intent to like keep checking myself. I was like, I know I'm a fan of this show. I'm going to try to go in with an open mind and see if there's anything these women have to really say. I'm sorry, but where is the misconduct in Bethany and Leah's stories? I'm not seeing it. Well, what was like the the union angle on the piece? To be honest with you, it's kind of unclear. It's like, Mm -hmm. and that's what I mean when I say it feels like it's more personal because it's like, there's not really in the article this like spelling out of ways in which they want things to change. There's on, not on a, there's no like collective action there because I mean obviously you and I are pro union, but I right. anytime I've read things about what Bethany's trying to accomplish, I go I'm not connecting to like what about like collective power and bargaining like play in to this whole Bravo world. I have never bought about Bethany Frankel that her next act is like 
champion of the people. Mm-hmm. I've just never bought that about her. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think maybe that's what she thinks will work for her or what she thinks that we want to see from her. But like, I've just never bought that there was anything in the stuff that she does that wasn't personally motivated. Mm. I just don't. I think that she's a stunt queen. I think she wanted this out before BravoCon and before all these premieres this week because Bravo's having like a big week right now. And I think that like there's a lot of eyes on reality because scripted has come to a standstill and she knows she can get a lot of attention for this. But she's not really saying anything Mm -hmm. because they try to frame like, for example, when they go on vacation and the house is stocked with alcohol, they try to frame that like the producers and Andy Cohen are somehow plying these women with alcohol. I'm sorry, but like, that's what a vacation is. You go to the house and there's alcohol there. You then make your decisions about how you behave and what you can handle. Mm -hmm. If you cannot be in control of those decisions, not only should you not be in that environment, but you certainly shouldn't be televised in that environment. These women need better lawyers and better people around them to help them make decisions if they are not equipped to be in these circumstances. What Was there anything in the article about how like there was pressure from producers to get them to drink? There's these vague allusions to like, Leah talks about how Andy, I suppose, asked, did you have a relapse on camera? And she said, no, I relapsed shortly before. Mm-hmm. And then she claims that he looked disappointed. And I'm thinking, okay, the assumption here is that he looked disappointed because you didn't relapse on camera. Right. Is it possible he's disappointed that, that you, you relapsed, relapsed at, at all? all. Yeah. It's just these like very vague, open-ended assertions in the article and no real statement of misconduct outside of the Ebony stuff, mm-hmm. which I think sucks because the Ebony stuff holds something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, there's no there there with the Bethany thing. The way this is being gone about, I'm sorry I'm using the passive voice here, but, like, Bethany's involvement in this is complicated because it can only be perceived as personal against Andy. Yeah, I think that's true. I don't know. And there's nothing wrong with that in terms of, like, a union effort, but it's just, like, I, as a reader of this piece in the future, will... I'll have to like parse that out and separate that from this narrative that's already been like worked into the medium that is reality television, which is platformed on Bravo, which is like, that's the delivery system. And so it's like, well, how do we fix that system while also trying to make this better for like, it gets so tangled up. And I think the reason that that's also true is because it's also become part of this other macro thing in our culture, which is capital T, capital P, the takedown piece. You know what I mean? It's like, I know if this was going to come out and I, like I said, I started reading this being like, let's see, is there something harmful about this? Because if there is, we should know. And what I'm seeing when I read the piece is, yeah, alcoholism is really rough. It is tough. It is a disease. It's tough. But I almost feel like, where is the piece about the NFL? And the fact that how that is like alcohol culture and like, you know, if you macro zoom out and you look at that, like you could take it apart. Where is the piece about like any part of this business Mm -hmm. that like is actually fucked up? We're not discussing this in terms of like, oh, like these shouldn't exist. Like they should have done a better job. Like they didn't do what they set out to do. We're just saying that like it diminishes the impact overall and it makes it hard for us as an audience as a readership to like 
have an expectation for like what should happen next. Right. Because the way that Bethany is like posed on the cover of Vanity Fair. You're like, is this an say, Oscars campaign? Saying nothing. I'm like, this actually takes the wind out of other pieces sales and other journalists who actually have things to say about people who are actually in trouble in places in this business. And when the journalism is this soft and this shitty, it makes it harder for people who really need voices heard to be heard. Because if I'm to read this piece, then like there's a lot going on in the, in the ebony aspect. And like, there's just not enough. I and and yeah, I really, yeah. I think it's frustrating because it's like, it to me reeks. Like it's so playbook to have this come out before BravoCon. And right. like, it's just, I just. Well, and then that's it too. She it's doesn't like, pass the smell test to me at all. It's like these deadlines are probably, they're not helping. You know what I mean? It's like they, they needed this to go out before BravoCon, which meant that like it was maybe underreported, under-researched or something. Yeah. Or like under-evaluated on an editorial level where they go, what are we trying to say here? Right, right. Yeah. Because it did seem confused to me at the end. It also felt confusing to me for them to admittedly say the writer of the piece was a fan of the show. Yeah, that's, that's a huge red flag. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just feels like that doesn't feel objective to me. And is it, shouldn't that be the point? Mm. I feel like Bradley Jackson in episode one of the morning show. Exactly. Or I feel like Alex Levy, to be honest, like, well, why are you the story? <laughs> Let's talk T S T V one nine eight nine. Okay. Let's do it. Are you scared? I'm not scared. Okay. I actually think there's a pretty general consensus about. TSTV1989. Which is? Which is... There's some confusion about the vault tracks. Mm-hmm. One. To me, personally, I've only given them one listen. Yeah. Wow. And everything except Slut, I'm like, this was written for Midnight's. You think so? 1,000%. I think that you could be right about that. I, I think that if it was written back then, I think it's certainly produced in a very Midnight's-y way. And sure, I, sure. Then I will grant that. I, I think I'm in the majority here when I say and also I don't want to hear it because every single time she releases an album I praise up and down like yes, I yes. think I've been I've always erred on the side as extremely enthusiastic about everything she's been releasing we didn't get a chance to talk about Speak Now TV I think that is yeah. hugely underrated great the vault tracks are spectacular and they feel like Speak Now vault tracks Do they feel like Speak Now vault tracks undeniably I think her vocal choices on the re-records are very interesting. Yeah. And I like that she's leaning into how she's aged, you know, as a vocalist. Aged as in, like, texturized herself vocally mm-hmm. in the years since. Were you about to say something about Well, what, what I think is that some of these vault tracks are really, really good. Yes. I love agreed. Is It Over Yet. I actually think, for me, I think the standout is Now That We Don't Talk. I love Now That We Don't Talk. Love it. Slut is good. I mean, Say Don't Go is a lot of fun. It's very Diane Warren. I love hearing that yes, on Taylor. Yes. Like, I feel like arranged differently, it could be a really fun song sung by a different vocalist too. Yes. Fun song. The re-records? Mm-mm. And it brings us no pleasure to say that it feels... That didn't. It feels like she chopped it up. I don't think she gave a shit. Or I just don't think she likes this producer that did a lot of it. I know. I I think the Jack tracks fare a lot better. Yes, the Jack tracks sound great. Out of the Woods sounds great. Yeah, I I think she does some interesting things on Out of the Woods for sure. I wish she would. I I liked Wish You Would a lot. I like I Wish You Would a lot. And um, like if you were to look at the tweets about the style re-record, you would think they were hyperbolic. 
Whoa. I, I think the as style in, as in like, like hyperbolically as in harsh. Hyperbolically harsh. They are not. No, I think I, I think the style yeah. we record is that bad. <sighs> she sounds like she's not even thinking about the words when she sings it. And all I have had to say about her recently as a vocalist is how great I think she is. That is without question. She's so amazing in concert. Just something didn't happen on the 1989 vault tracks. Like, woo! The vault tracks or the re-records? No, the re-records, I mean. Uh, Sorry, Blank Space, again, there's none of the personality in it. Maybe she was just really in this specific bag when she was recording the 1989 originally, but... She sounded like she had other things on her mind. Yeah. On this, on these new re-recorded versions, largely. Mm. It's usually the tracks that this guy Christopher Rowe produced. I don't think they did great work together on this. It's funny because on I think This Love and Wildest Dreams, which were the ones that she released like way in advance, like years ago, she released yeah. Wildest Dreams TV and This Love. I was like, these sound very promising. I mean, Wildest Dreams slaps compared to the other ones. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I wonder what the timeline was for the re-records and all the stuff. There is something that's not, there's no connective tissue here in terms of like where she was at, whatever that means, yeah. like as she was doing this. Like with Speak Now, with Red, with Fearless, like it's like there is this nice cohesion there throughout each album going into the vault tracks, especially. And I feel like there's such a distinct break after after New Romantics, you're just like, this is a different thing sonically, which is fine. No mm-hmm. problem. Of course, these are like cutting room floor tracks. Yeah. But like, I can't help but be like, this was written in 2021 yeah. for Midnight. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I totally get what you mean. Whether or not that's true, certainly it felt like they didn't care as much about making it feel like 1989 yeah. as much as they did on certainly fearless uh-huh definitely red definitely red and speak now that's what i really enjoyed about all those vault tracks mm-hmm. i was like wow this feels like she's making a song like i can see you like i don't know if i'll listen to it every single day for the rest of my life but it feels like a speak now track Def- when emma falls in love yes definitely speak now track and it's so lovely i mean there's nothing bad about these vault tracks on 1989 it's just i for some reason, I'm not sold on them being originally written for this album. That's my conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. But that's and, and I feel like I do agree with you. I, I feel like I'm less hard on that because to me, what I'm like struggling it with is, are the re records. And because ostensibly, if these are supposed to be the versions that we're supposed to listen to now instead of the old ones, I don't want to listen to this new version of style. I want the old version of style. I want the old Blake space. And I feel like most people are going to listen to both and be like, you guys are fucking crazy. They sound the same, but there's something I'm sure in we'll, there. I'm sure people, I'm sure a decent amount of people will actually agree with us. Yeah. She just sounds, she doesn't sound in it on these re-records and I'm fucking obsessed with her. I've, I saw the show four times. I've seen the movie twice. I know you like, saw the movie this weekend. I saw the movie on Halloween instead of doing Halloween. Like that's <laughs> that's who I am and where I'm at. Like I don't want to come on here and be like the 1989 re-record didn't give. Have you heard the the rumor? What that Ari's working with Max on her on AG7. Babe, is that a rumor or are you spilling tea? I'm not spilling tea. I'm just reading what Pop Crave is feeding so me. You, so you're telling me that Pop you went on Pop Crave, you Bo and Yang went on Pop Crave uh-huh. and thought there was a report from Pop Crave and you didn't text your girl? I am not going to bother <laughs> her with, with trifling things such as this. Trifling things? It's not trifling things. I'm just like, I respect 
what she has with the way she engages with her music and her songwriting process. And I'm like, I'm not going to be like a stand and be like, so like, when's this coming? Like I like (laughs) that, that is, she is, she is in such an exploratory phase right now where I don't need to be like, Oh, that's exciting. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to like bother you about this. Like whatever you like, you're going to go spelunking into the cave. And then whatever you come out with, we will pop carnage. We will gag. Do you know what I mean? Like This is a very exciting thing for me personally. I'm just like, whatever this girl is going to, is about to give with Max Martin. I'm like, it will be fucking amazing. I mean, even just hearing Britney talk about Max Martin, like you realize how long this has been the diva, the doll. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20-plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick-and-mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn, and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. What else is a cultural topic? Well, Wicked 20. Oh! 
congratulations to all the to Alpha all Buzz. Buzz and Glendas. And Glendas of the past. Everybody's been an Alpha Buzz and a Glenda, haven't they? But you know what? It is one of those things where you think like Wicked really gagged the girls, literally, because it was like everyone before the show was like, there's no reason why a Broadway show with two female leads should go up. Wow. Isn't that insane? It but is before insane. Wicked, like that wasn't a thing. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it's and like it really has launched so many careers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to go back on my thing about the DeLorean. I would love to DeLorean go back in time and see Adina and Kristen. <laughs> Me too. And then you know what I would not do? I would not yell at that teacher. Thank you. Because I wouldn't want to She's my scare Justin a Timberlake. woman in a parking lot just because <laughs> she was giving you some adversity. I think you grew from the adversity. I think I grew. You grew. I grew. Um, wait. What? You forgot something? Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. This was oh awful. Oh, God. This was awful. I, and this is, that also had me thinking about like alcoholism and how, how difficult it is because it seemed like he really fucking struggled and they haven't announced, you know, the cause of death or anything, but I just know how difficult he had it and my heart just goes out. So funny. I ran into someone on the train and I was listening to the Britney audiobook, funnily enough. And he was like, Are you listening to it? I was like, Yeah. And he goes, No, like I've been on a celebrity memoir kick. This was on like, Tuesday. So it was like essentially hours before. Not hours before, like days, days before. Days. But like still, it was so such a strange thing. He was like, the Matthew Perry book. Mm. I was like, oh, really? He was like, I knew he was struggling, but like, I, I guess I haven't like looked into like how intense that was. He was like, no, it was like, like, he talks about how like season three of Friends, he was on like 20 Viking in a day. Fuck. Like it was really hard for him. And it's so tragic. And, um, and look, shout out to Mindy Tucker, who today on Instagram went on a really well-informed thing about how, like, let's just really be careful going into the water at all alone. Yeah. At any age. Wow. But especially as you're older, but like, especially in hot tubs. Hot yeah. tubs are actually high key kind of dangerous, mm -hmm. especially if you're alone, especially if you have a heart problem that you don't know about. Just if you're alone, it's just like, it's not the safest place to be in. You're just right. period. That's so that's, that's really important. Yeah. That I, I feel like we often think that we, we take for granted, I think our like vulnerability and humanity sometimes. It's like, you know, we're human beings. We get into situations where our bodies get overwhelmed. Sometimes like we can't handle certain things like, it just, it, it is a reminder to be even more careful. That is yeah. so useful and true. And unfortunately, I wish it didn't have to take like, tragedies like oh, this God. for us to tell each other to like take care of ourselves. And, you know, obviously, I've, I feel badly even jumping into the narrative that like there must have been something that went wrong. But he was so public about his struggles with alcoholism no, that like, unfortunately, like the mention of his death at an early age just bring up questions about this and it is really fucking hard. And I, what I thought was at least the comfort in the last day or so was there was a quote that was re resurfacing that he said, which was, um, I might be a lot of things, but I am absolutely 100% a person who helps someone when they say they're struggling with what I'm struggling mm -hmm. with. Like, even if I can't help myself, which I often can't, I am the person who every single time someone reaches out to me and they have a problem or they have something I'm going through related to alcohol or drugs, I point them in the right direction. So that is something I can say about myself. And I'm sure I'll be best known for friends and this television show and this character that I played. But 
it would be nice if people could also remember that too. And he said something like, I know that won't happen, but that would be my wish. So I saw a bunch of people sharing that. I shared that. And, um, you know, he obviously was an incredibly talented and charismatic actor and a part of TV history, but he was also like a human being who struggled. And the fact that he wanted that to be true, I think is something that we can all help him accomplish. Yes. Yes. (sighs) I just can't believe we've hit the point where like someone on the friends cast has passed. Isn't that fucking crazy? I know. Obviously like, they only played that close to friends on TV, but I did think of them. I thought like, I wonder how they're all, you know, feeling. And it's just so difficult and obviously triggering when anyone is publicly struggling with something that I think we all know someone who has been, especially as we get older. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think that we're all realizing like, well, we're at, just you how and I easy are, it is. You and I are hurting an age now where it's like, oh, this is when people that we know who are around our age start to realize stuff. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. It's that actually, you know what? I, I even had therapy today and I talked about it today. Like I, not necessarily in the context of anyone, but it's just in the context of myself. I was like, I was thinking like, you know, I was in the shower earlier and I think I was thinking about Matthew Perry and, you know, some other people in my life. And I was thinking it would be hard for me to just stop drinking And I don't even have that thing within me that begs me to drink again. Like, I'm just saying socially, like in terms of how we live our lives, it would be hard for me to say I'm not drinking anymore. And I'm not, I'm not even someone who's sick. So I can't even imagine. That's why like, I never, it never surprises me or it never like shocks me when people like take a long time to understand that they have a problem with it. Because alcohol specifically is so baked into everything mm-hmm. in the culture. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you look, it's yeah. there. It's mentioned. People talk about it casually. It's like Sarah Sherman was saying this at work. It's like alcohol is capitalism. It's yeah. like it is just, it is the big market. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, think about like the ad dollars. Like any like ad offers you get for alcohol, like that is the highest paying market, period. Yeah. Like alcohol ad money is the richest ad money out there absolutely you know it's like it's that for a reason it's like there is a deep investment in making sure this thing gets distributed and that people consume it yeah it's it's a lot and i guess that's why the housewives thing with the alcohol it bothered me even more because i was like we're pretending like this isn't a part a symptom of culture like it's that's why i brought up the football thing is because i'm like this basically is a game that lives and dies on like this masculine thing and like the alcohol, the selling of alcohol, the drinking of alcohol, the consumption of alcohol. I know from growing up in a culture that was football driven Mm -hmm. that like it goes hand in hand. And it is really sad, as you said, to see people come up in environments where it's just a given and then discover they have real issues Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. But they didn't really stand a chance because as you said, it's baked in, especially when you're talking about capitalism, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about like eventized culture. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, if it's an event, it's assumed that it's there. Absolutely. I'm planning a party on Thursday. And what's been one of the number one things, how much alcohol do we need? In fact, it was the first thing. Girl, are you making a non-alcoholic cocktail? Baby. You better. I'm doing one for my housewarming. That's good. That you won't be at. I'm very sad. No. Oh, I am sad. I'm going to be missing that. Okay. I would really want to come to that. It's so that's so shitty. Like I should be here for your housewarming, what but I mean? literally can't be. Well, I feel like I'm not failing you as a friend because I'm not present for your album release. It's okay. I mean, like here we are. 
we're celebrating each other. We we don't need it to be Christmas at all. Hint at one of my songs. Ooh. Anyway, not to be bleak on this episode with all these topics we've talked about. Like, I feel like we couldn't even get it up for a 1989 Taylor's version. Oh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me look at my notes. Was anything okay. good? I liked the Beverly Hills premiere. Yeah, it was fun. I like that Dorit is activated. Dorit is activated. Erica is learning about empathy. Yeah. When she was being explained empathy and she was like under her breath, how they feel, how they feel. I was like, this is... It's actually, I don't find that endearing at all. Erica is like toast. You're not pro-Erica. I've I've never really been pro. Pat Regan and I have both worn it as badges of honor. Yes, you're right. He was never, you were never. I was never pro-Erica. I used to love Erica. And I, I feel get, like I'm, I'm tolerating I get it. Right She's like a shiny bauble of a yeah. thing, but like a rotten person to her core. And what lights me up now watching Beverly Hills is, and I never thought I would say this in a million years, you know what I'm about to say. Sutton. Sutton, I'm like, get Sutton back on the television. You have said this before. Like, you are a Slutton. I'm a Slutton now. I'm a full Slutton. Like, she is... Look, she has the capacity to grow more than anyone else on the show. Like, she grow is a and huge learn. part of it. She's a huge part of it. She's so compelling. She is always funny, always interesting. Can go from being light to mm-hmm. also being very heavy when she wants. Yeah. Like, she is very good at this. Yeah, she's a good housewife. And I will say, the Garcelle stuff this week, I was upset for her because I actually think it's tough because the Erica thing with Jax when she was mean to him on television Oof. and nasty him at the party, I think that may have affected him more See, than we realized. Erica fucking sucks. That man. was not good. Um, but I thought the way he was talking to his mother, mm. I was really upset for her. Because he was like, I needed a mom two years ago and you weren't there and now I'm fine, so whatever. And then she, for her to say to camera that she feels like she'd failed as a mom, I was like, I just thought about talking to my own mom like that. And I was like, you're going to really regret saying that to your mom on television. Because I don't know if he says that to his father. No. And also, let's be real. Like, she didn't ask to be a single mom. No. I'm sorry, but you're sitting on the beach in Malibu in your, like, I just didn't like the way you talked to his mom, who works really hard to give him a life where he can sit on the beach of Malibu. I think he's going to have regrets about the way he talked to her on television because I think that she didn't deserve to have her feelings hurt like that. I understand, like, that that was a traumatic moment, that he had that moment televised yeah. when Erica was being horrible. But yeah, yeah it's, it's not Garcelle's fault. That just made me feel bad because, A, I don't think it's true that she's been anywhere near a failure as a mom. I think she works hard and loves her kids a lot and has an opportunity now, like, to really hit the pavement and, like, make a lot of money for them and, like, really support them and herself. And she should have that opportunity. And, B, I just think he's going to regret it. I would not want to be on television as a 14-year-old saying that to my mother. It actually, it really shook me. And I I just, I don't know. And how real do you think this Kyle Richards stuff is? I don't know what to make of it. I am like so done with Kyle being the de facto protagonist of the show. I'm like, am I supposed to care? You know, I'm supposed to care, but do I? I can't put my finger on it. Something about it is not landing with me. I think that they probably are having a transition in their marriage. I get that. But there's something about the tattoos and the being the hanging out with Morgan Wade. There's something about it. There's something about it which doesn't pass the smell test to me. Well, like so many things about Kyle in recent seasons have been like, wait, what? Like, wait, what is this about? Like the whole, the whole Kathy thing. Like, I'm just like, we lack context. Do you know what I mean? There's something off. 
something's off, but something has been off with her. I can't tell when she's acting. Something's not authentic about it. Period. Yeah. And I guess we'll see Potomac soon. Oh, I have also, this. Oh, but also, LOL, Erica being like, I'm on hormones. It's, it's, it's hormones. My hormones are amazing. It's not Ozempic. Ozempic is a hormone, essentially. Yeah, so it's she's, like, that's her way around it. I mean, look, and I, no judgment. No judgment there, but it's like, just say it. Yeah. No judgment. But Period. again, like, it's like the thing with these actors being like, I'm married to this woman. What are you trying to protect? <laughs> what are you trying Who's, who, like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it is just hormones, like, Slay, go off. It's just that, like, it's convenient that it happens concurrently with the The very publicized rise of Ozempic. (laughs) If the Potomac taglines were RuPaul's Drag Race Challenge, who is the top of the week and who is in the bottom two? I mean, we both know Candace is the winner. Candace is the winner. And the bottom is, I'm going to say Robin Dixon. Robin Dixon, you are in the bottom this evening. Are we doing bottom two? 100% that bitch. And hundred percent. I one hundred percent. No, she no. did the whole. I just, I just took, took a DNA, DNA test, and, and it turns, turns out I one hundred percent don't care. care. No, but is, the way she she goes, the way she says care is so shocking. <laughs> I one hundred percent don't care. Like she goes down a full <laughs> octave. Um, she's definitely bottom two. She fucking sucks. Has always actually no has not always sucked. This is the thing that we, we were talking about. I used to love these women, and I, it's so sad how now I don't respect every half of season. Them. I go in trying, but Robin has set a low bar, and I will say, girl, if you really don't care, why are you crying on the street? Why are you crying on the street? Why are you hiding shit from the show? Why are you crying on the street on the side of the road if you don't care? You care? It's okay. It's okay to care. Be activated. Be upset that your husband keeps cheating on you. You know what I'm saying? Like. Wow. See, it's like we need to shake her into like being. Wake up, Robin. Wake and up, then who Robin. else is bottom two? Um, what did Ashley say? I don't even remember. <laughs> Mia. Oh, I might live in a small house, but it's small. That's so something sad. like that. What is she- I'm starting not and I'm not <laughs> saying that like the square footage of your house determines anything about you, but for Mia Thornton to say that and use that as her tagline is pathetic. <laughs> anyway, we so look forward to it. <laughs> Uh, we're Miami, gonna watch Miami tonight. Yes, we're going to watch Miami right after this. I'm going to need more water soon. Um, but speaking of water and uh, re-energizing, let's re-energize our audience because I know they're thirsty little piglets for I Don't Think So Honey. Yes. Um, this is I Don't Think So Honey. Yeah. This is where we take one minute to rail against something in culture. Matt, do you have a topic? I do have a topic. Okay. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Anyone saying the wrestling singlet is played as a Halloween costume. Oh, who I, cares? Boys, I say keep going. Keep Y'all going. Good. You got those thunder thighs. You can fill it out. You gotta, Soon, you gotta push the dick to the side. Push the dick to the side. I keep rocking those wrestling singlets, girls. That is a costume. Yes, is it like Madonna Night on RuPaul's Drag Race with some of you? Yes, I keep seeing too many singlets, but it's fine because guess what? They work. You boys look good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just all seconds. seem to be really pulling it off. And someday soon, you know, maybe it's not going to look like that. I know the power of walking around in a wrestling singlet at your best. I wore one in the film Fire Island, and I'm so happy that it's on oh, camera. Iconic. So, so you would want it seconds. on camera too. So you know when's a really good opportunity to get photographed and videoed on Halloween, Halloween. honey. And it's an excuse because you can't just go out walking everywhere wearing a wrestling singlet. So I support you boys and ladies and all my NBs out there who want to wear a wrestling singlet. You look amazing. And that's one minute. You're so right. Let the girls wear the singlet. 
I say, and it's just so tired because really what you're saying when you see a wrestling single and you're like, er, her real original is you're like, you're scared to admit how horny you are. A wrestling singlet does it every time. Does it every time. This is not, my item thinks something is Halloween related as well, but it's not this, but like low effort Halloween is actually okay. It's the only way to go. It's actually like the smarter way to go and we're afraid to say it, but if you're putting in a lot of effort, well, actually, this is this is about to be made on Think Sony, so put me on the clock. Oh my God. Okay, so we're going right to the clock. Bowen's transitioning right into his I Don't Think So Honey. This is his I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, if you are hiring prostheticians to put shit on you for your Halloween costume. Girl, that is peacocking a little too much, don't you think? The only person who is maybe allowed to do that is Matty Majacomo for his Peloton walk classes because he looks, <laughs> he, he goes all in and he looks amazing and he commits to the damn look. But if you're out there going to Horse Meat Disco and you're, you have little prosthetic things like your fucking Gaga during the Born This Way era, honey, stop. It's a mm-hmm. waste of time, a waste of money. You cannot possibly be comfortable seconds. with all that shit on you. You can put liquid latex on your face if you want to look like you're mangled, fine. You can go all out with the horror makeup yes please go off my queen but if you are hiring people to sh- I've seen some of you girls with your little time lapse videos of hiring makeup artists to put shit on you for the damn night and it's like <laughs> I, I don't think this is worthwhile it's Halloween just take it easy five seconds we cannot be like wealth brandishing about this way and that's one minute you don't think there's something to be said about them helping the economy Girl, these makeup artists are making a coin on every Halloween. If you're Heidi Klum, if your thing <laughs> is, I go all fucking. But don't out. go to horse meat. Just go with it. I'm saying, don't go to a fucking party with that shit. Yeah. Some sometimes I'm like, you guys. Maybe I'm speaking from a privileged place because, like, oh, I play dress up every week. At yeah, my yeah. Work, you get this opportunity all the time to look like a crazy creature. But I, <laughs> but I, and I don't even have to put on a costume. <laughs> I just think. This is another area in which we get to like, mm, kind of like flex a little bit. And there's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just am like, it can be a lot. It's the tripwire is low. You know, I just worry. And here's the thing. Like for me, it's no big deal if anyone else wants to go all the way off. Please. I just, it's so uncomfortable. Like, even if I put a wig on, it's I'm like, so oh my God, I'm absolutely dying, <laughs> dying under this wig. Forget about makeup and all the things. And sometimes these like cumbersome costumes, girl, I just feel like crazy. Uh, crazy. But uh, people can do whatever they want to do. But you're taking a stand. You're saying no. I'm saying I don't think so, honey, which as, oh, yeah, as we all true. know is not, you know, to be taken, not to be taken seriously. Oh my God. Girl. Girl. We went heavy this episode. We talked about Brittany. We talked about the housewives thing. Talked about Matthew. And we talked about 1989 TV. This was the takedown episode. We weren't taking things down. We Brittany were not. was taking down her family. Yeah. What should we call this episode? Hmm. Interesting. Vicious. Gerunding. <laughs> vicious gerunding vicious gerunding <laughs> you think that says click me I think so that's a I want to be what are these boys talking about <laughs> you don't think so you want to come up with something better should we come up with something juicy okay hmm the Britney episode <laughs> the Britney episode 2 the Britney um, the, the Britney the, episode the, the, 2 Britney and more perfect <laughs> the Britney the episode, episode 2 Britney, Britney and, and more, more. 
perfect to me. Wow, we did it. Thanks for joining us. As always, Reader's Case Publicist Finalist. Be sure to stream Have You Heard of Christmas this oh, Friday. Yeah. Wow, it's coming out. I cannot wait for my sister. This is a 10 out of 10 no skips album. Bro. I'm so proud of you. You're too kind to me, Aquina. Aquina. Um, We end every episode with a song. There must be another way. Cause I believe in taking chances. You don't know this one? I do say. When I get some answers. What am I doing my life? Oh, I guess I lost the words. It's fine. All I know is action. Wait, you know what I wanted to say before we end? She was an unbelievable recording artist. If you listen to her songs, what she does on Me Against the Music, there's a backing vocal which is like, all the people in the crowd grab a button and take it down. Like with the That's sounds like she full, was making. Full vocal frost. She's like, fuck it, I don't care. The sounds she was making to like create her lead vocal. Britney was an amazing singer. She was an incredible singer. And In the Zone is, it's for me, it's always been a time between In the Zone and Blackout. Her, yeah, her I mean, she really loves Blackout. And she really loves In the Zone. And she really loves Glory. I love the She Really Loves Glory. Glory is an amazing album. I need to listen to Glory all the way through. When it starts and you listen to Invitation, just like put your earphones in and like close your eyes and lay on your back, girl. Because <laughs> Britney will take you for a ride. She's inviting. She is. And then, you know, you also get on that album. Do you want to come over? over? Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.